was just a taste of a piece by composer Brian Fernie Howe, La Chute de Carre, or The Fall of Icarus, performed by the Chicago-based new music ensemble Dal Niente. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and I'm happy to be here today with two members of Dal Niente, fresh from their recent trip to Darmstadt, where they took home the prestigious Kronigstein Prize. I'm joined by executive director and saxophonist Ryan Muncy and conductor Michael Lewanski. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Seth. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, tell us about Don Niente. You guys are a contemporary music ensemble, of course, but how long have you been around and what is your mission? Well, the group was formed in 2004, and at that time, the members were students at various universities in Chicago. So for the first couple of years, the group was really a collective of kids putting on shows of new music. And over those first four or five years, we organized and, and built a structure and eventually <laughs> turned into what we would say is a, is a professional ensemble that does the programs by seasons and, and tries to have a cohesive artistic vision. Uh-huh. I think that's a, you know, the way a lot of ensembles start, right? It's, it's a collection of people, and they say, hey, let's start an ensemble. <laughs> let's get together. And then you go from that point to, like you said, a professional ensemble that has its 501c3 and is, is presenting concerts and has a very clear mission. What, um, how, what was the process of developing that mission, and what is the mission of Dalniente? Well, we really aim to program underrepresented music that's been composed in the last 30 years. Now, we perform in Chicago and nationally and internationally, and depending on where we're performing, we gauge our programming so that we bring music that we think you haven't heard. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of what we do. We also try to engage our audiences with that music in new ways. So we, we mess with the concert formats. We do different types of, we play in different types of venues in hopes that, that people can connect with the music in a way that goes beyond the standard concert experience. And how did you choose to do contemporary music and, as you say, underrepresented composers? I think that perhaps the personalities in our groups just lend themselves uh -huh. to taking on this type of ridiculously challenging repertoire. Something about it really, really uh, intrigues us as artists. Speaking of difficulty, um, that Brian Fernihau piece sounded pretty difficult <laughs> <laughs> to perform to oh, me. Yeah. And he's, of course, known as, as a composer of new complexity and, and very difficult works. How did you come to play that piece? Talk about that piece a little bit, because we're going to go back and we'll, we'll listen to a little bit of it. Well, Brian Fernihau has been on the faculty of the Darmstadt Summer Courses for many years. And when we had the opportunity to go back with 12 players, we wanted to pick a piece that would allow us to interact with one of the composition faculty. So it was really sort of a practical decision. We looked at what instruments we were taking. We looked at who was teaching there and figured that that was perhaps the best option for us at that point in time. Brian Fernieho is a composer that, uh, well, he's a very controversial composer. We know his music very well, but we haven't had the experience of working on it over a long period of time. So we sort of capitalized on the opportunity. And we performed the piece back in December of 2011. And then in Darmstadt, we worked with him and he rehearsed with us and, and performed the piece for a second time in Darmstadt. So um, for, I think the experience was rewarding. It certainly pushed the ensemble um, artistically and, and technically Absolutely. I didn't play in the piece. There's no saxophone, but maybe Michael could speak to that as a conductor. It's certainly the the, the experience of working on a Fernie Ho piece when you first open the score is one of daunting and overwhelming difficulty. Even just the opening few bars, there's a bunch of incredibly difficult rhythms and sort of uh, notes all over the range of all the instruments and everyone's doing a lot of stuff all at the same time. Um, and I think that's really, having that emotional experience, I think is really key for the performers and sort of learning how to be comfortable with that emotional experience, the emotional experience of there being too much information on this page for you to ever actually possibly execute. It was good for us, I think, as performers to sort of come to terms with that. Right. But also sort of stylistically speaking, learning how to execute that 
was artistically rewarding and, and really um, sort of helped us get to the next level, I suppose. In performance, the idea is that you're going to attempt perfection and in going all in and sacrificing yourself totally mentally, physically to, for that perfection, imperfections arise. And I think in those imperfections, the music becomes personal because right. they're different for each person. Mm-hmm. Each person is going to sound different on Fernio because every person is different in terms of their own limitations as a performer. Absolutely. Uh, great. Let's have a listen then to Don Niente, Strive for Perfection. This is the kind of a clarinet concerto. This is Ernesto Molinari performing La Chute di Care with Don Niente by Brian Ferniel.
fantastic ending it kind of just trails away it's so playful yeah. <laughs> uh that was la chute de car or the fall of icarus by brian fernio performed by Dal Niente, and the solo clarinetist there 
was Ernesto Molinari. I'm joined today on Relevant Tones by two of the uh, members of the intrepid group Don Niente. I have Michael Lewanski, the conductor, and Ryan Muncy, the saxophonist and the executive director of Don Niente. Uh, so Pablo Chin is a local composer. This is a piece that we're going to feature next on the show. Tell us about this piece. Did you guys commission it, or how did you come to play this piece by Pablo? Well, one of the objectives of our programming in Darmstadt was to bring some music from Chicago. We wanted to feature a Chicago composer. Pablo is someone that we've all known for a long time. He's a, he's, he's a close uh, a close friend of ours. So we uh, we asked him if he would, he'd be willing to write a piece. So we commissioned him, this piece, and um, it's called Music for the Hedgehog in the Fog, and it's meant to go with the Hedgehog in the Fog, which is a Russian animated film. Um, so in this piece, The Hedgehog in the Fog, how is it developed? What are the specific sections of the piece? Well, there's really, there, there, there's five sections, and it's really, a thing that I find really appealing about the piece is that it's programmatic almost in a traditional sense, where there's a way in which the sounds kind of represent in a very direct way the thing that he's talking about. So for instance, the first section is the fog, and he says it's tranquil and mysterious, and that sort of is a lot of air noises and kind of vague sounds from the winds and strings that really sounds like a sonic representation of the fog. Then after that, we have the white horse, which is a double bass solo. And that will be, uh, I think that'll be pretty clear. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we have the elephant, which the bass is then joined by the baritone saxophone, the cello, and the bass clarinet. So there's a bass quartet, and so it's very sort of heavy. And they're all playing very similar material that's kind of offset. So it's very sort of low and noisy. Then after that, there's the tree. And the tree is this kind of grandiose thing with very beautiful harmonies that seems expansive. Then just at the very, very end is the hedgehog himself, which is the saxophone and the clarinet playing a beautiful but very veiled melody. And that's how it, that's how it ends. Great. Let's have a listen. This is Don Niente performing The Hedgehog in the Fog by Chicago composer Pablo Chin. Thank you. 
We've just been listening to The Hedgehog and the Fog by Chicago composer Pablo Chin, music that he wrote for a Russian film of the same name. That was performed by Dolniente, actually, uh, this previous summer, 2012, at the Darmstadt Festival. My guests today on Relevant Tones are Ryan Muncy, executive director of Dolniente, and Michael Lewanski, the conductor for Dolniente. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Darmstadt, uh, but we haven't actually said what it is. So let's, uh, can we tell our listeners, what is the Darmstadt Festival? When did it start? What, why is it important? Well, the Darmstadt New Music Courses um, last for two weeks every other summer. They began after World War II and quickly became uh, the quickest, the, the most important meeting place for composers, performers, and scholars of contemporary music. This was the place in the 50s and 60s and 70s where composers like Berio and Bulas and Stockhausen would meet and, and really battle things out and make a lot of advancements and share their work with everyone. So it became an incredible, uh, a place of incredible momentum for mm-hmm. what was happening in the European avant-garde during that time. And it's continued to the present day. It has continued. At some point in the 70s, I believe, it went from being every summer to every other summer. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so we just we just came back, f- and in July, tw- July of 2012, we were there for two weeks. And when did you first get invited to go? Or how, I'm sorry, how does it work? Do you get invited? What, what right, is- so in 2010, the Darmstadt Courses began a program called Ensemble 2010. And what this was, uh, was a training program for emerging ensembles. So we applied and sent and, and we were accepted and sent five players to Darmstadt for two weeks where they worked with uh, the pianist and conductor Marino Formenti who coached them and they ended up giving an evening concert of, of four pieces. Um, at the end of the summer courses, there's um, um, they, they award prizes to composers and performers, the top composers and top performers. And they give, in addition to the Kranichstein Music Prize, which is the top award for one composer and one performer, they also give uh, stipend prizes, which are, we might say, honorable mention prizes. And so the quintet that went uh, in 2010 won one of those honorable mention prizes, which then allowed us to come back in 2012 mm-hmm. and do another concert. So in 2012, we returned with 12 people, and we performed the pieces that you've been listening to today. Um, at the end of the courses in 2012, we were awarded the Kranichstein Music Prize, which is the top prize right. for interpretation <laughs> and performance. It was a total total surprise. It's the first time they've awarded that that um, that particular prize to an entire ensemble. So it was, it's really an honor. It's been a big moment for the ensemble. Yeah, absolutely. It's very few Americans have won this prize, uh-huh. and and it's never gone to an ensemble. So we'll now <laughs> return for a third time in July of 2014 <laughs> uh, to present more music. Absolutely, and they'll have to invent a new prize. To They're going to have to invent it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can keep the forward momentum going. <laughs> You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. For more information about Relevant Tones, you can find us on Facebook or on the web at relevanttones.com. Let's talk about a uh, chance for our listeners to hear you live. You have a wonderful concert coming up. I love the name, Hard Music, Hard Liquor. <laughs> Uh, this is Friday, December 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the main stage on Morse Avenue up in Rogers Park, right off the Morse Red Line. What is going to happen at this concert? Is there going to be hard liquor? Is there going to be hard music? There is going to be both. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a lot of notes and a lot of liquor. <laughs> this concert is really our chance to let the down Indian musicians get on stage and play the hardest things they can play. Uh, most of the show is solo and duo music. Uh, it includes pieces by Brian Fernio and Kurtog and Lee Hyla, really challenging music suggested by the musicians of the group who say, yes, I want to get on stage and play this hard piece in front 
front of everyone. So really this concert is also our, our response to the holiday season when many people are out seeing the Messiah and the Nutcracker and such. Mm-hmm. We put on a party <laughs> of really hard music. Right, right. <laughs> Come out, hear some experimental music. And, and it's really it's, it's just interesting because, you know, this idea of having a concert of really hard music is, even though, you know, the, the, the music is not traditional per se, the idea kind of does relate to traditional, really classical music ideas, if you like. The idea of the virtuoso performer, you know, there's just nothing like seeing a guy playing a piano on stage, playing a list etude. Mm-hmm. It's just really a thrilling athletic experience to see that. And we like to do the same thing. We like to, to put someone on stage and have Winston Choi play the hardest notes that he can play and have it be by Fernie Ho instead of by, mm-hmm. by Chopin. So it's really, um, it's an updated version of, uh, of what's really quite an old idea. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this composer, Malin Bang. I haven't heard of her before. Well, Malin is a Swedish composer. She was born in 1974, and we're going to present the North American premiere of her piece, Turbid Motion, which was premiered in Darmstadt in 2010. And that happens to be where we first came into contact with Malin. Um, so, Michael, you should talk a little bit about this piece. Yeah, I'll just mention a few things about it. That you know, Her, her music really deals a lot with the relationship between noise and pitch. And so in this piece, you hear she has a wide variety of timbres that she wants to create. So she makes the instruments do really, really crazy things. So the string instruments play their instruments with coins. The percussionists have all kinds of wild stuff. They have, at one point, they play uh, bowls, like cooking bowls with knives. Um, They also both have megaphones. Okay. So uh, you can <laughs> imagine. periodically yell commands. Yeah. Or... Well, the, the megaphones really do a couple of things. First of all, they amplify the human voice and the breathing. And there's a lot okay. of that. But then she also uses them as percussion instruments because if you take the, the mouthpiece of the megaphone and, and rub it on something, it creates this scratching effect. Mm-hmm. That and There's a lot of that in the piece, too. Yeah. And at the same time, at various points, the cello or the flute or something will play a really sort of beautiful, traditional-sounding sonority like a minor third or something, and that'll sort of go in and out of, uh, of, the, of, of the noise that's <laughs> right. happening around it. It's really, it's a fantastic piece. It's really, it's really exciting. and Very energetic. Yeah, really kind of in your face. It's great. And you guys haven't performed this publicly yet, so we don't have a recording of you doing it. Who do we have playing it? We have the Nadar Ensemble. Great. Let's have a listen. This is Turbid Motion by Malin Bang. Thank <laughs> you. 
Turbid Motion, a uh, wonderfully evocative piece by composer Malin Bang, performed there by the Nadar Ensemble, but will be performed by Dolniente on Friday, December 14th, 7.30 p.m. at the main stage. Let's talk about another piece that you guys are going to do. Um, I love the title of this one, <laughs> Piano Hero Number 1. Uh, by Stefan Prinz. How did you did you meet Stefan at Darmstadt, and was this piece written for you guys? Or? We did actually. We've known Stefan for several years. He won the Kernick Stein Prize in 2010. So this is the first chance we've had to program some of his music, and we're really happy to do so in Chicago. He's taken the world by storm in the last few years. So he's a composer to keep your eyes on. Um, this piece uh, is interesting because it deconstructs the traditional configuration of a concert pianist. Um, he uses artifacts of the 21st century to do so. For example, the keyboard becomes electronic. Um, the computer replaces the hammers of the piano. Um, and the strings are played by a virtual pianist. I mean, what you'll see in this piece is that the pianist is actually playing a keyboard. And next to the keyboard is a video screen. And on that screen, you'll actually see the, the avatar of the live pianist. And, and the, the, the video will show pictures of actually the noise making devices, whereas the pianist is controlling all those things from the live keyboard. So he takes this configuration of a concert pianist and just deconstructs it with modern technology. Um, one really interesting point of the piece is that there's a lot of tension that builds between the real performer and the virtual performer. And this tension builds and builds, and I don't want to give it away, but something incredible happens about three quarters through the piece um, that uh, I think, yeah, those, those two forces eventually collide and something happens. It's a okay. fantastic piece. Obviously, the, uh, the title um, relates to Guitar Hero, which uh, is, I think, a modern phenomenon. But uh, sure, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic piece. It's a lot of fun. And what we have, Eliza Mart on piano performing "Piano Hero Number One" by Stefan Prince.
That was Eliza Mart on piano, performing Piano Hero Number no. 1 by Stefan Prinz. And you'll be able to hear Dolniente's resident pianist, Mabel Kwan, perform the piece on Hard Music, Hard Liquor, Friday, December 14th, 7.30 p.m. at the main stage. And I encourage you to go to their website, dolniente.com, because they have so many events going on. You guys are so consistently adventurous and, and interesting, um, and you just don't get to hear this music. It's not like um, there are so, so many groups performing this stuff. So, you know, it's a valuable service and, and a really fantastic opportunity to hear this music. And not only the, the music itself, but to hear it played so well. Your commitment to playing the music well is is uh, laudable, I think. Thank you very awesome. much, Seth. Th- thanks, Seth. We really we appreciate that. Um, so another concert you have is uh, February 28th at the Ruth Page Center, uh, which is a really fantastic place to hear music also. And uh, on that concert, you're going to have Georg Friedrich Haas's piece, In Vain. And uh, it's, it's such a fantastic piece, a huge enormous undertaking um the piece is what 60 some odd minutes long about 65 65 yeah yeah. i mean wow michael as the conductor what kind of challenge is that to put together well first of all of course rehearsing all the big sections and sort of deciding how the rehearsal process is going to go is very challenging but i think one of the most challenging things for the musicians is that i I hope i'm not giving anything away but parts of this piece actually happen in the dark Mm -hmm. and that requires the musicians to have big chunks of it memorized. We're talking, you can't have a stand light, right? We're talking total, total darkness. Right, no stand lights. No right. stand lights, no, yeah. no nothing. Yeah, yeah, sort of maybe 10 minutes into the piece, the lights... <laughs> That's terrifying. The, 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 the lights <laughs> gradually go, go, go down and, uh, you know, these sounds emerge from the darkness right. and it's very disorienting and it's very very beautiful in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly that will be a challenge to rehearse is figuring out how the memorized sections are going to go. And I think just from a really sort of normal point of view, his music is challenging in traditional technical ways um there's a lot of fast notes and then because he's he's sort of maybe a third generation kind of quasi spectral composer which means he he deals a lot with you know the natural harmonic series um uh, you know a lot of it has to be very very in tune mm-hmm. so so there's a lot of stuff maybe probably i don't know 10 or 12 minutes into the piece that sounds very beautiful because it's based on the natural harmonic series and so it sounds like major triads and seventh chords and things like that and, and he has them based on a whole bunch of different fundamental tones. And in order for the effect to really happen like he wants it to, the chords have to be perfectly in tune and perfectly balanced. And uh, to do that consistently is also quite a challenge, but I, I think we'll uh, hopefully we'll rise to the occasion. <laughs> sure that you will. The piece has been performed only in New York and Boston. In North America, so the audiences in those in those cities um, noted that after the piece, they felt very disoriented. And listening to music in the complete darkness created the sensory experience that had allowed them to connect in a totally different way to the music. They found that they heard things differently, that they felt differently. Um, it's a really powerful experience, apparently. So I think that's going to be a big, a big draw for this piece. That's February 28th at the Ruth Page Center. This piece is a, a long piece, so we won't be able to listen to all of it. So I want to thank you guys now for coming down um, and, and being on the show. And uh, continued success to Dolniente. Thank you so much, Seth. Thanks, Seth. Let's have a listen here. We have Klang Forum performing Georg Friedrich Haas in vain. And again, this will just be an excerpt.
Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bostead, and thank you very much for listening.